This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Because your perfume is smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the floor. It's on Well, migrants and the border... Those are also very hot topics on the campaign trail. They're hot topics in our communities, too, that's for sure. And tonight, so many parents of James Madison High School in southern Brooklyn are furious because the fact that they moved the migrants, about 2,000 of them, from the tent city that was in Floyd Bennett Field, and they moved them into the high school— And then they kicked the kids out and said the kids will have to do virtual learning, do online learning to make room for the migrants. It spoke volumes of the priority of New York City leadership. They are apparently back now, the migrants, because there was such a furor over it all. But then there's word that another storm may be coming. They were moved because of the high winds and rain and all that. You can't have them on sort of a flood area, especially in a tent. And now there's word that there may be another storm coming. So can you imagine, uh, what, are they going to move them again? Are they going to move them into that school or into another school? Uh, It is ridiculous. And, of course, I think in a huge way, the issues at the border will really become a central issue in this presidential race. Look at what President Biden has done, or what I should say he has not done. He has done zero, I think, to protect the border. It is extraordinary to me to see over and over again how many times he has been asked. In fact, there was a call today from the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, pleading with him to take some executive action to do something to seal the border. And he got basically crickets back because it is clear this president and this administration want a wide open southern border to the tune of maybe about 10 million plus by the time the first Biden administration and hopefully only Biden administration is over. I mean, it is astounding to see what has happened on our southern border and how it has left us so incredibly vulnerable. And the issues at the border and the issues, of course, with the New York migrant shelter and the migrants being moved into the school and the kids kicked out. That became an issue in the debate tonight, the GOP debate. Listen to Ron DeSantis talking about that. Here he is. Governor DeSantis, former President Trump famously promised to build a wall on the southern border. He obviously did not get that uh, done. You have promised to finish the job. How will you succeed where he failed? We will build a wall. We will actually have Mexico pay for it in the way that I thought Donald Trump was. We're going to charge fees on remittances that workers send to foreign countries. Billions of dollars uh, will build the wall. He also promised record deportations. Donald Trump deported fewer people than Barack Obama did when he was president. 
Biden's let in 8 million people just in four years. They all have to go back. We have to enforce the rule of law in this country. Think about what's happening to our country. Just this week, we saw the news that a, high, that a school in Brooklyn, New York, had the kids stay home. They were not able to go to school, told you can't go get an in-person education. Why? Because they're common. The city's commandeering the school to house illegal aliens in it. Talk about putting Americans last. You're putting these kids out of an education because you can't control the border. Biden has failed in this endeavor. He has not taken care that the laws of this country be faithfully executed. And I'm happy to see uh, that that was a big focus because that is correct. The fact that President Biden has left that border wide open and also DeSantis also talked more about the illegal migrants. Here's a little more from the debate just a little bit ago. Of course, again, the border and migrants, a huge issue. There are more than 10 million undocumented immigrants already living in the United States, uh, according to Pew Research. Will any of them be allowed to stay in the United States under your administration? The number of people that will be amnestied when I'm president is zero. We cannot do an amnesty in this country. Uh, first of all, it's going to do is cause more people to want to come illegally. So you got to enforce the law. It's got to be consistent. People got to know it's there. You also have to remove benefits uh, for people who are here illegally. You know, California, you can go illegal alien and you get free health insurance coverage. You're here illegally and they're doing that. Uh, we should not let states provide these benefits. You know, in Florida, obviously, we don't do that. We don't allow the driver's license and all that. But some states do. And it creates a magnet for people coming in. So federally, no benefits, no enticements to come in. And then the states, we're going to crack down on sanctuary states and sanctuary cities. And I showed the hypocrisy of all this uh, back in 2022, because we have a program to transport illegal aliens to sanctuary jurisdictions. And one of the places we sent 52 beautiful liberal Martha's Vineyard. And you know what? These are folks that were on their high horse saying how they were a sanctuary jurisdiction, saying nobody's illegal, all refugees are welcome. That's what they had in their town. The minute even 50 came up, they called the state of emergency and deported them off the island the next day. How do you think Texas feels? How do you think all these other communities feel that are overwhelming, uh, being overwhelmed? So we cannot have liberal elites in this country imposing policies on the rest of us that they are not willing to deal with the consequences of themselves. Governor Yeah, it was a good moment, I thought, for DeSantis. And he pointed out what he said were inconsistencies with the comments that Nikki Haley made in the past. Again, when you hear him, uh, it, it still feels like the JV club compared to President Trump, who, again, was doing a dueling town hall tonight and was very clear talking about how secure the border was, which is true, that he left Biden with the most secure border, he said, in history. And boy, President Biden could change it in a moment, but he does not want to. He also alluded that he has in mind who he thinks will be his VP. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert in Philly. Uh, your thoughts, Robert. What did you think? Hi, Reed. It's really good to talk to you. You too. Couple things. First, it is impossible for Chris Christie to punch above his weight. I can't believe he said that. That's why I don't think that was an intentional hot mic, okay? Because I don't think he would have said that. I think Trump looks awesome, and he's ready to go. 
Thank you, Democrats, for keeping them in the news and battle-tested. I appreciate it. And my third point is, is occurring to me, all the information that these hearings are bringing out is going to be a good thing and it's going to hurt the Democrats for a long time. But Joe Biden, nothing will end up happening to him. He can't run, Rita. You saw Dr. Jill come out and not grab his hand, grabbed his wrist and took him off that stage. There's no way that guy can run again. And they're going to tell him, we will let you part, part, uh, pardon Hunter, and then all your legal troubles go away, but you've got to go. So he will not be running in 2024. I'm not just predicting that. I'm telling you. By he the way, Robert, I agree with you that I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure he's not going to run, but I would say, I would venture to say I have a good feeling that at some point in the 11th hour, it might be at the convention or right after the convention, and it's going to be somebody who has name recognition who they don't have to, like, bring out there to the world and introduce. That's why I think my gut, and you tell me, I my gut tells me it will be maybe a Gavin Newsom or a Michelle Obama. Somebody well, is going said, to come in. I told you last time I called it, I think that their ticket is going to be Newsom with Obama as vice president. Um, Rita, I took care of my uncle who had Alzheimer's for the last five years of his life, okay? Okay, so I don't revel in this, even for a Biden as destructive as he is, okay? But there's no coming back from this. You never improve, okay? He will not be able to make it physically, I'm telling you. I agree. Um, I, I agree. Well, I, I agree. Well, you and, have a great night. And by the way, Love Robert, I uh, I uh, don't know if America can handle it physically anymore, too. I mean, oh, my God. You know, I mean, it was interesting to hear the president tonight going on about, like, the border, about all the different wars that are going on. Uh, I'm talking about President Trump and what a contrast it was to what we have been experiencing for the last uh, three years or so. Wow, wow, wow. Robert, thank you. Very much. Let's go to Susan uh, in upstate New York. Go ahead, Susan. Oh, yes. Well, I think um, President Trump tonight showed more of what people say when they meet with him personally, that he was just uh, and maybe he's just feeling extremely confident. First of all, he's already done this job. He has has a tremendous track record. And as far as, the, as far as Governor DeSantis in his own state, but the level and the magnitude of what Donald Trump was able to accomplish being under constant attack, Russia, 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 as he said, which turned out to be a complete lie and hoax. Yep, it turned out to and, be a hoax, hoax, hoax. Yes, and so I think he's just now really hitting the stride where people can see him not as like the entertainer and, you know, when he gets up and does these rallies, but he's showing more of his, his true self. This is what people say. And I know you've met with him personally. Yeah. I saw, by the way, I saw a lot tonight of how I have known him and I've met him for decades. I've, I've talked to the president many, many times uh, off air on air, um, and my experience with him is has he has always been gracious um, and always been very interested in world events and current events and what happening to this country, caring about this country, supportive of the veterans. Um, so, yeah, I saw a lot of those traces there tonight. Um, and and what and I again, as you, as I said, Susan, if he can stay in that lane like he did tonight, I thought it, I thought it served him well. He looked good. 
And I thought he he just, uh, boy, night and day compared to Biden, don't you think, Susan? Oh, well, I want to also say something about Nikki Haley. I think if people just really looked at her track record, that it is so weak. She quit as governor to take the job at the U.N. So how is that going to help her in South Carolina with those voters? And she quit as um, when she had the, was the ambassador to the U.N. right at a pivotal time for Donald Trump. And I don't feel she has the, the track record or she certainly to me has not been presidential. I can't even believe that people now, you know, there's going to be these little games played. And now that Christy like threw in the towel, if some of that support in New Hampshire is going to go to her, you know, it's all going to be optics. But I, I don't think it's real. It's, it's Donald Trump is so far ahead now with more crisis that happened, the more people, even if they so-called don't like his tweets or whatever. And, you know, uh, Rita, you've been in New York City. I used to work on Wall Street. He's he's an angel compared to a lot of the people that the the the, the way people work and are in New York City in business. I don't see him as this monster that they've you know uh, uh, painted him as, and so many people are brainwashed. But more and more, that will chip away based on the serious um, as John. Katsumini says the deep doo-doo that the country is in. Yeah, I think so, too. And and uh, doo-doo is a good word, <laughs> Susan. And you know what? Also, I just also feel like there is such a, um, a yearning for security because it's such an uncertain time. And just like you said, and also I thought, by the way, I thought Trump's one of Trump's best moments tonight was when he said, I'm not the one who's creating chaos. They want, you know, the, 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 you know, messages. Oh, he chaos follows him wherever he goes. Um, his answer tonight was, uh, they're creating chaos against me, especially the Democrats, because they want to undermine me. They're the ones I'm not like, you know, charging myself. It's the Democrats. I'm not trying to kick myself off the ballot. It's the Democrats that are trying to kick me off the ballot. So I thought it was actually very effective where he took that head on and said, it's them creating the chaos versus me creating the chaos. I thought that was a powerful message. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And boy, was it a big news night. And we have all the highlights here on the Rita Cosby Show. Again, the debate with DeSantis and Haley slugging it out. You got Chris Christie caught on a hot mic. uh, And then he says he is leaving the presidential race. Then you have Trump in the town hall. And he was asked in the town hall, uh, will you be a dictator? Remember, there was that comment uh, before, uh, well, he kind of put it all to rest. Here's a little bit of Trump just a little bit ago. So I said, I'm going to be a dictator for one day. They cut it. They go, I'm going to be a dictator. But they cut the rest of the sentence. No, no, I am not going to be a dictator. I'm going to manage 
like we did. We were so successful that the country was coming together. It was actually coming together and coming together well. It was a beautiful thing to see. And we're going to do that again. And by the way, when he made the joke the last time, it was like, I'll be a dictator from one day uh, because I'll seal the border. And he meant it in a positive way. And then all the other media quoted it saying Trump says he's going to be a dictator. It was so disingenuous by the media. But then he also was asked, uh, what about retribution? Will you go in and will you have retribution for all these people who've been attacking you? Here's what Trump said a little bit ago. A lot of time talking about retribution. And so there are questions about how much a second term of a Donald Trump presidency, second term, would be about retribution and looking backwards and grievances and how much would be looking forward. Well, first of all, a lot of people would say that that's not so bad. Look what they did. Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. The FBI Twitter hoax. The 51 intelligence agents hoax. All of these different hoaxes that they did. I mean, you know, a lot of people would say that's probably quite normal. I'm not going to have time for retribution. We're going to make this country so successful again. I'm not going to have time for retribution. I'm not going to have time for retribution. That's a great answer. And boy, uh, whoever becomes the next president of the United States will indeed have their hands full. Uh, Let's go to Chuck in Warwick, New York. Chuck, uh, your thoughts about President Trump? He sounded great tonight. I agree. He was so good. I mean, he was confident. He wasn't cocky. He was... He, he was on the money. He, he was great. He really was. Now, who but, do you think uh, he might pick as VP? Because he said he had in mind somebody. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Ah, yeah. I've, you know, I've heard a little bit of that, too. Why do you think her? I, I like Sarah. Why do you think her? She's strong. She has a, you know, such a strong background in it. I mean, definitely from, from her dad. But she is on the money. She's done a great job in Arkansas. I'm in New York. But still, you pay attention to what's going on around the country. She knows what's going on, and she's very, very good. Yep, uh, she's a smart gal, uh, knows policy, cares about policy, has done great, as you mentioned, as governor now of Arkansas. Of course, her dad was that years ago and ran for president. Um, But you're right, uh, very impressive. And he knows her and he trusts her. That's important, too. Remember, it was his press secretary. Cosby is on. New York and the Biden administration have in terms of putting migrants first and American students last. Uh, One of the big things that came up in the debate tonight, and of course it came up in the town hall with Trump, is the issue of migrants and what's happening on our southern border. And if you look at what happened recently, This issue with moving the migrants in to James Madison High School, an active high school in southern Brooklyn, 
and telling the kids, American kids, you got to get out of here. You're going to have to do virtual learning. You're going to have to do online. We're going to bring in migrants. To me, that is such an insult to American students. It's an insult to American taxpayers. And it's also indicative of the way that New York City has been handling the migrant situation and the way the Biden administration has been handling the migrant situation. It seems like they are prioritizing migrant kids over our American kids. How can you say, okay, we're going to move the migrants out, which understandably the place was clearly not fit for tough weather conditions. So they had to move them out of this big tent city on an old airfield, which is Floyd Bennett Field in Brooklyn, and move them out. Everybody was saying it's not going to be able to sustain if it's bad weather. Well, guess what? There was a bad storm, so they had to suddenly move them out. But to move them into a school a few miles away and kick out our American kids, that is an insult, it is a disgrace, and it should not be happening in America where American kids are taking a back seat. Where are the priorities of New York City and where are the priorities of the Biden administration? Because these migrants just keep on coming, keep on coming, and the funds are dwindling We are busting at the seams in places like New York. They're talking about major cuts across many different areas, all to pay for migrants. And then you're going to have kids who had lost learning during COVID. Suddenly they're going to be kicked out and say, oh, yeah, you're just going to have to learn online. Don't worry. But the migrants are going to be taken care of. That, to me, is reprehensible. We need to put America first and take care of our American kids first. There should not be any gray. And this administration better wake up. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And here is a parent at James Madison High School who said, this is ridiculous. And they should not have even considered this place a school. A, a, a school of this size with over 4,000 students that you displaced today. Not everybody's got a teenager that's responsible and could stay home by themselves. If it's a one-time thing, it's bad enough. But if it's going to be a reoccurring um, event, it's definitely not acceptable. Um, our kids should not be used. And New York City Assemblyman Mike Riley, who was out there in front of the school today, he and some others had a press conference saying that they want to push for legislation saying that migrants will not be put in schools or daycare centers, by the way. Isn't that crazy that they actually feel like they need to have some sort of legislation to make sure that this doesn't happen again? Uh, Because guess what? There's another storm coming later this week. What are they going to do? Move them into a preschool or a daycare next? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, And here's the assemblyman speaking out about that. These storms are coming. It's the winter time. Floyd Bennett Field? Really? Like you weren't warned? Mr. Mayor, you knew this was going to happen. Everyone knew this was going to happen. And Charlemagne the God, uh, of course, uh, the DJ there on The Breakfast Club, and of course, uh, typically, you know, a supporter of Democrats. Well, he said this is not good because he says minorities, especially in that school, by the way, at James Madison High School, 
it's a lot of disadvantaged children. They're the ones who need the schools. They need to get a leg up and get as much education as they can so they can have as many opportunities that they absolutely all deserve. And he says this is a disgrace kicking out students at that school for migrants. Listen to what he says. And boy, this is a sign of why uh, the Democratic Party is dealing with a lot of blowback over their handling over the migrant situation. Now, see, when I hear stories like that, it makes you say, build the wall. When I hear stories like that, it makes you say America first. That's why that rhetoric that somebody like a Trump spews or other Republican spews, that's why it's effective. Because why do these kids have to be inconvenienced because of the migrants? Middle of the school year, you're just going to tell the kids... Stay home? No, find some place else for the migrants. How was that okay? I was going to say that too. I was like, out of every place we could put the migrants, it has to be in 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 schools. There's not any place else we could put them. And and no disrespect, but they find money for everything else. We can't find money for motels, hotels to 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 rent gyms, gymnasiums. And, and yo, what if I what if I what if I can't stay home with my child? What Correct. if I can't afford a babysitter? What Correct. if I can't, what if I don't have a relative that can stay with my child? Correct. How are you just disrupting me and my life for these migrants? How is that okay? Great points by the DJ there, Charlemagne the God, again, the host of the very popular Breakfast Club, uh, African-American. And he said, this is not appropriate. This is not good. And I think a lot of people, it doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you're on, uh, this is disgraceful. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. We're talking about that, Trump, and so much more. Uh, let's go to Rose, by the way, in Lindbrook, line two. Rose, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just want to try to offer a solution. I don't know why they don't put these migrants in armories. These places are huge. They're th- they're, I know there are a couple in the city. They're throughout Brooklyn. Uh, I don't think they're being used. They could house th- thousands of people. They have kitchens. They have showers. Nobody's coming with a, a, a reasonable alternative. So I don't know why. I think they're federally and state-owned. Why wouldn't that be a possibility? You know, uh, that is a great point. Um, and, and I don't know if they've actually looked to armories. And there are a number of them in New York City. Um, they're all over the place. And like you said, they are huge facilities. That is actually a great idea. Um, and they should be looking at it. I mean, I contend uh, they should be sending them back uh, that, you know, they're here illegally as opposed to opening up more locations. I mean, there was word at one point they might be putting them in Central Park. Remember, it's like... Uh, is there any location in New York uh, that uh, will be left unscathed after all this is over with? Uh, but the my, the uh, armories is not a bad location. Again, I wish they were sending some of them, especially to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue uh, to the White House. That might be the most effective of all. Uh, let's go to Joaquin, line three. Joaquin, your thoughts. Rita, I'm sorry I'm a little out of breath. I'm multitasking. Oh, well, that's uh, good. I'm impressed. That's good. <laughs> I'm moving. I'm moving trailers around. So anyway, uh, so recently I was out doing karaoke. And uh, when I got done with my song, there was a young man in front of me in his early to mid-20s. And I complimented him on his Donald Trump minus Pence shirt. And we got into a conversation. And this young guy was really very well informed. And I got to tell you, he really knocked me out. But there's really a lot of young people in northeast Pennsylvania 
that are, you know, pro Donald Trump, which, you know, gives me hope. Anyway, he had the greatest suggestion for a vice president. Oh, okay. And he said Candace Owens. That's interesting. African-American woman, uh, definitely conservative. She's very articulate. Um, I don't know if, again, like, you know, again, we go back to the old school, but the old school, I guess you should throw it out the window. You know, you you need a state. It helps you with the state or whatever. She doesn't help with a particular state, but she has a lot of popularity, uh, just like you said. And I think, you know, she presents herself well. She's certainly a fighter. But is that who you would pick, Joaquin? What do you think? If you were Trump, yes. who would you pick? Yeah, I would pick her because you know what? She's young and she would appeal to young people. I mean, like I say, this was a young guy in his early to mid-20s. And this was his pick. And, you know, you got to appeal to the young people. Absolutely. And, you know, he, Yep. And, got- and by the way, she's was turning point. Remember? So that's like that yeah. group has a huge outreach and, you know, young, it's a conservative group, but they could maybe even extend their branches, like you said, to get other folks in there. Great idea. Joaquin, thank you very much. Uh, let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Phil, your thoughts. I'm right. Such. Hey, Phil, you're here. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah. Hi, Rita. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I was mixed up. Uh, the, the thing is, with the with the illegals, I compare the presence of these hundred thousand plus illegals to the to the time when we were in deep in the coronavirus situation. Instead of instead of having germs and viruses affecting us, we've got we've got this this lump on our head of, of how, what do we do for people who don't deserve anything from 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 New Yorkers. And the stress levels here in New York, I speak to a lot of people, a lot of minority people, especially, and. They, they're telling me they're going they're going crazy. There were no more jobs for their for their kids or their family. A lot of these young people can't get work because the illegals are working for five or six bucks an hour. And you've got people, you've got young teens, uh, older teens, unemployed. You've got people staying at home. They can't do anything. The prices are off the wall. But the interesting thing, though, about these illegals, Rita, when you think about it, why is the city and state of New York, the government, why are they so will do anything short of murder to take care of these people? And it's what do you think? Simple. What do you think? What do you think? Two things. First of all, they're prepping up for the federal funding that's coming our way at the end of the last quarter of, 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 uh, of 24. Ah, have an X amount that. for them. And the census, remember, the census counts people. It counts heads. It doesn't count whether you're here legally or not. It counts your presence. So in 25, they're looking at maybe a a 60 to $70 billion windfall by the presence of these people in New York City. Uh, That's a very interesting point. And and I also, and you know, I contend, obviously there are still steps in between, but I contend at some point, Phil, they're going to say, guess what? Uh, We're going to make them uh, legal now. We're going to try to cut some deal. And I hope the Republicans do not fall for that. And guess what? We're going to make them legal. That means voting. And I think there'll be a lot of things uh, that they will try to pull. And you know darn well. That's why I think, you know, today we heard the Speaker of the House calling President Biden directly saying, hey, you could do it on executive order. Everybody knows that. But the president doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it because uh, he wants to keep an open border for some of the reasons that you and I just discussed. And all of those reasons are deeply concerning, Phil. Uh, But those are great points with the census, too. Thanks so much, Phil. 
and everybody. We're going to continue your calls after the break. But now let's go to our support our heroes segment. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment with a very powerful story from Westfield, Massachusetts. The accolades, well, they keep coming for Charles Babinski during the celebration of his 100th birthday at a full house at a local Italian fraternal club there in Massachusetts. Babinski's love of games, especially cribbage, was evident in the shaped cake uh, for his 100th birthday and in the commemorative playing cards that displayed several photos from throughout his storied life. Uh, he was born in January of 1924. Babinski served in the U.S. Army during the Second World War. He was a technician fifth grade with the 393, the 393rd Engineer Regiment. And by the way, according to the 2023 Department of Veterans Affairs statistics, of those 16.1 million Americans who fought in World War II, there are only some 119,550 World War II veterans who remain with us today. And how beautiful to see this centenarian, Charles Babinski, in the U.S. Army there in World War II to see him honored and celebrated in such a beautiful, beautiful way. Bravo to him and, of course, all of the members of the greatest generation. And everybody support America's heroes and also first responder heroes. Uh, It is so important to recognize our military and our first responders. Donate $11 a month. That's all it takes to make a huge difference. Donate to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation by going online to t2t.org. That's t2t.org. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about this crazy situation with migrants in New York City, so much so that they had to move them into a high school. Also, immigration, a huge issue on the campaign trail and the big news that Chris Christie has dropped out. And that leaves Haley and DeSantis to slug it out for second place. Uh, We'll see because, of course, the Iowa caucus is going to be next week. And then after that, you got New Hampshire. Uh, Not too far after that is Super Tuesday. Obviously, you got South Carolina in between. It is going to be a wild primary season, uh, and let's see what happens. Again, if after Iowa and maybe New Hampshire, maybe they wait till Super Tuesday, but if some of these others, the very few that are still standing and are a far distant second and third from President Trump, uh, depending how they do in some of these early contests, if they get uh, creamed, 
as smoked, I should say, as Chris Christie said on the hot mic, uh, that may be telling for their futures or their plans to maybe they too drop out at some point very soon. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Trisha in Connecticut. Trisha, uh, your thoughts about Trump tonight? Hey, Trisha, are you there? Trisha, call us back. Let's go to Gail, line one. Go to Gail. Go ahead, Gail. Uh, happy 11 days into the new year. Blessed. Um, Thank you. As, you too. And as a granddaughter and daughter of soldiers that served our country and immigrants, um, I watched Trump tonight, and I also heard that hot mic. I didn't watch it. Is he so cocky that he thinks he can get away? That's why he he dropped out of that race. And I had said to your call screener, uh, reader, that uh, Donald Trump, my president, always referred to the swamp. And, you know, the Potomac River runs long and deep. And in the end, you're going to see everybody grabbing for that lifesaver. So it might just be uh, Haley and... uh, and Ron DeSantis, you know, grabbing for each other, you know, for that little bit of uh, money. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? You know what's interesting. You're right. It might be. It might be money. And then the other thing is, listen, they've come this far. Um, I think they're going to see how they do in Iowa. Sometimes Iowa has surprises. Sometimes New Hampshire has surprises. South Carolina then is, of course, her home state. So I think they sort of let's see how it goes. But at some point, just like you said, uh, the money's going to dry up. People are going to say if they don't uh, exceed expectations in any of these states, uh, then the donors are, I'm sure, already saying privately. But especially if it's reinforced by those kind of decisions, uh, then they're going to say, no way, we can't continue. Also, Haley, it was an interesting thing. She was asked earlier today in Iowa, would you rule out being VP? She didn't answer the question. Then they asked her again. Then she didn't answer the question. So she's not ruling it out. I don't know if Trump would pick her or not. Um, There's some other names that have come up tonight uh, that have been pretty impressive, too. But, you know, she's clearly not totally ruling that out. I think she knows the reality, uh, but hoping for maybe a Hail Mary and something maybe turns the tide. Who knows? It's the craziest election season. But you're right. Um, they're probably hanging on for those final dollars. And by the way, that's why Chris Christie, quote, suspended his campaign. They do that for sort of legal reasons so he can still get some funds coming in, pay off some of his debts and other things. Uh, let's go real quick to Norm. Norm, real quick. Your thoughts, Norm? My quick. Retribution. I hear this from the uh, these reporters asking if President Trump will... Will, will have retribution. This is in their heart. He did not have retribution for the way that Hillary treated him, Benghazi, and all these other things, uh, people stabbing him in the back. Yep, you had the list goes on and on, Norm. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 